0: everyone's having a wonderful beginning to their summer. I hope everyone is having a wonderful time with um, whatever it is you're doing, if you're having a chance to go out somewhere, just, just whatever. You know, summer is always that wonderful time of vacation, of holidays, of, um, of really just kind of relaxing. And there's a lot of, of issues with relaxing right now. And so we're going to kind of talk about that today because I tweeted something this morning and I've had a few people who have, you know, kind of asked me about it or commented to me about it. So the idea is that there are three stages of a storm. First, there is preparing for the storm. Second, there is enduring the storm. And third, there's recovering from the storm and we're going to be talking about the kind of storms that you don't see on the other channel relationships uh whether it's with family members with you know loved ones you know romantic relationships work relationships or even on the scale of a very troubled and polarized nation we have a lot of storms we're dealing with a lot of turbulence a lot of very difficult challenging you know ways of dealing with one another and you know you can look in the news and you can see how people are just really having a very hard time with communicating because it's almost overwhelming in fact it is overwhelming the amount of of just really negative things that are out there and what happens is is when people become polarized and things are said that cannot be unsaid well, once the crisis passes, and, and eventually it will, it will eventually pass. But once it does pass, how do we all kind of go through the black box and the wreckage and, and figure out a way that we can go back to being civil Because there's a lot of talk about civility lately. And so what I propose is that you look at it as if it's a storm. Now, stage one, preparation. When I was leaving Louisiana, that was the year that Hurricane Andrew came through. And it was very weird. And you know, people were just, you know, taping windows. And my husband and I just had no clue about, you know, much of that sort of thing. But I mean, people were very nice and showed us to taping the windows and how to do things and, and how to manage it because they had been through it before. So there's that preparation piece where, you know, where in a storm, it might be taking your windows and then bringing in the patio furniture because you see what's coming, you anticipate what's coming. Conflict always happens in relationships. I, I don't care how good of a relationship it is, at some point a conflict is going to happen. And there are ways that you can manage that even before you go into you know a situation because the time to figure out how to resolve a conflict is not while you're in the conflict. Then it's it's kind of just you know everyone for themselves and you just try to make do the best you can. If you're in a a any type of relationship, you know, let let's just say it's a romantic relationship. At some point as you get to know each other there's going to be a conflict. An idea is that when you first start getting to know each other, when we first start, you know, talking about the possibility of a relationship, you know, maybe not on the first date, but maybe like you were the second or third date, to bring up the idea, okay, what are some agreements we can make on how we resolve conflict, finding out how that other person does respond to conflict, that is a really good conversation to have, because if you're in the moment of the conflict, and a person comes off very either very aggressively, or they want to walk away. If you've got two people in a relationship, and the pattern of one is to walk away and pull off, and the pattern of the other one is no, we have to talk about this. Well, that's going to be immediately create a pretty nasty conflict because the one, you know, each one wants to go with what it is that they believe is the correct way to handle it and they're in direct opposition. So it's good to figure out in advance, you know, if, you know okay, do you like Chinese food? Are you food free? Um, you know, do you like murder mysteries? Oh, by the way, how do you handle it when you get into an argument with someone? So by creating agreements, if one person said, well, you know what, for me, I have to walk away, the other person would say, okay, normally i think it's a better idea to stay and talk so let's make an agreement that we'll just walk away but we agree on an amount of time we, we agree like you know what after an hour we come back we check in but we need another hour if you know more time is needed we can talk about that and you know we can figure out if that much time is needed but can figure out a way that we can both be able to kind of feel comfortable in this process. So that can also apply when you're dealing with uh, things like political debates, or if if you have a group of friends or family members, and you've got a lot of varying opinions and it's really ruining the family picnic, that's also a way a a you can prepare for by saying, you know what, if every year, you know, aunt so-and-so or uncle so-and-so decide that they wanna just get on their soapbox, you can have a discussion and say, okay, this year we're going to make some agreements. The agreement is that we will not discuss politics. We will not discuss whatever it is that is the triggering event, unless everyone agrees that we can do this okay. Yeah, If two people want to discuss it and they want to go off by themselves and discuss it quietly, okay. But it's not something that the entire group is going to get involved in because we're there for fun. We're there to spend time together. We're there to look at picture albums or or whatever. So agreements are just vital tools in being able to prepare for any type of a storm. Uh, Let's say the storm is a volatile work situation. You know, maybe there might be layoffs, there might not. And, you know, we don't know what's coming up, and, you know, people are feeling very insecure. So you can prepare for that storm, too. You know, if you feel that your job may be at risk and you kind of need that, well, it's a good time to update your resume and look around, start asking around and commute what you want. Maybe this is a perfect time for you to change fields and be able to move into something maybe that you've always wanted to do. You know, it it doesn't have to be a bad thing because maybe it's that time that you you can be able to step up and do something that really excites you. Or if you wanna stay consistent, start looking around for other jobs that are similar to what you're doing, if you really like what you're doing. But by occupying yourself with something that can lead to something positive and take away the uncertainty, that can, do a lot to help to lower that stress level for when that moment happens, if that moment happens, so that you can be able to manage it and come from a place of choice. You know, if if something comes out of the blue and it's like, oh my gosh, there's a layoff and yes, sometimes there's no running for those. At that point, you just do the best that you can and, you know, it's always good to have a few little, you know, irons in the fire and a few ideas as to, well, this thing if this wasn't going to work out, what else would I like to do? And it can actually be something that can be very empowering. And the whole idea is when you're in a situation where you're heading into a storm, what you want is to feel empowered. You don't want to feel helpless because that only gets you just sucked into the, the emotion and, and the fear and, and all the craziness of it. And you get sucked into other people's crazy too. So make sure that... It's a situation where you can figure out, okay, what is the plan in case X happens? And that's always a good idea. Yeah, how do we have an argument? How do two people communicate that things are not okay? You know, the phrase I would use with people is we need to talk. And anybody who knows me knows that I come up and, you know, say, you know what, we need to talk. Then usually it's it's kind of a serious thing. But what I want to do is I want to communicate. I don't want to come in and say, you know, hold on it, you did this, da-da-da-da, and, and call you out in front of people. No, because that does not that does not get anybody what they want. Ill-managed conflict has no limit. When you have a conflict and something is happening and something is going on and people are coming from their emotions, they're coming from their fear, they're coming from maybe some old stories. What happens is that it creates a situation where it's not going to be positive, where there is no positive outcome. So as we look at you know the preparation piece, preparation for, these types of events are are crucial, they really are. And by saying what the rules are, what the agreements are, what the boundaries are, if everybody knows them, then we're okay. Now, let's talk about the other piece. Let's talk about the second part, enduring. Once the storm hits, the storm hits. The preparation is done, whatever preparation you didn't have, what you didn't do, well, that's just, you know, that's just out. So the idea is to be able to have a creative way of doing something, and then when the process starts, it goes on automatically. Now, it may be in a relationship, it could be that, okay, in your preparation, you agree that not, you know, go at each other or, or whatever your agreement is, everybody goes to separate rooms. And then when that happens, you know, everybody goes to the separate rooms, but then at some you come back and talk. Now, the aspect of enduring means that you stay balanced, nobody panics, and you stay in that space of cooperation. You both remember that the goal is a meeting of the minds. The goal is that you will suddenly, you know, that you'll feel better about what's going on. So make sure that you have that as your fallback, because if you have some agreements that can help you to go through that endorment period, because you know maybe things are said, maybe things aren't, maybe you know it's it's a disagreement that's very heated. It's your it's the agreements that help you work through the discipline and if somebody starts kind of going outside you know just it's like okay remember we agreed to this are we still both on with agreement or do we need to walk away from remembrance? so make sure that you get yourself set on what it is that you need you know it's sort of like when a hurricane's coming make sure you have everything you need because when it hits you're just going to be stuck there you don't know how long the storm is going to last you know we don't know how long the storm is going to last you know with all the stuff going on but we know it'll end eventually it will end so take part in that and find something to do if you have something that you can occupy yourself with. If you have something, you know, if it's a work situation and the layoff has happened and there you are in the storm, well, then all those ideas that you had that you used in your preparation, it's like, well, okay, maybe now is that perfect time to take that family vacation. You know, you got a little bit saved up, and if that's something that's available to you, then yeah, you know, go and get a chunk of scenery. Go and even if it's just a weekend or even if it's just an afternoon, you know, go to the beach, go to the desert, go see a mountain, go see a movie. But allow yourself something that will let you sort of be stressed with bit, to let you take a breath. Because if you prepared well, then once the storm hits, it's really just a matter of, sitting through it and making it through it and and embracing it so yeah you've got to just write it out and a part of that writing it out is being able to like i said keep in mind that it's going to end eventually i remember we had a uh, one of the emergency broadcast things that get to the centermost point in the house and all of that and even though our area was not in the direct path, we were still like, you know, in in the influence, area of influence. And then the eye of the storm hit. And it was quiet. And the sky was clear. And everybody came out. So the eye of the storm is crucial in this because that's the moment when, you know, when when the layoff happens and you just take a breath. Or, you know, our argument has one of those quiet moments of it. Or, you know, for about five seconds, somebody isn't going crazy in the country. So any of those little spots that you can get, any of those little places that you can say, okay, I can breathe for a moment. And what did we do? We went out, we looked around, you know, fix anything after a while the clouds started coming back in and the sky started to darken and the rain started to come back in because then we were moving out of the ice storm well then you got another whole half of the storm to deal with so because something is resolved in one moment doesn't mean it's going to get all resolved you know like a sitcom in 30 minutes it takes time and ah, oh, we have monica monica these are all very important reminders because oftentimes when a storm hits, we panic or after the storm we become traumatized thank you i needed this so much blessings at the right time blessings to you my dear and i hope everything is working out just wonderfully you know you're just such a sweet person and you just deserve all the, the best best <laughs> you really do and yeah It is very important, especially now because there's so many people who are dealing with emotions, they're dealing with feelings, they're dealing with the panic. And without preparation, when something hits, it goes into panic. So and panic doesn't help anybody. So when you're able to have those little eyes of the storm, those little gaps, make use of them, breathe, calm down, you know, get something to eat, hydrate. Whatever it is that helps you just sort of recenter, then you go back into it. Now, the third part is recovery. That's when you go out and the storm has passed, and the first thing you do is assess. You don't start picking up anything first. You look around and you assess. What are the things that are the biggest issues? What are the um, what are the problem points that you know you want to make sure that coming out after a hurricane, you know, you want to make sure that it's safe even to go out, that, you know, nothing's getting ready to fall. So first, just kind of take a look, take a breath, and assess the situation. If it's after an argument, okay, you know, where are we at now? And check in with yourself, know where you're at, you know, with that resolution piece. Starts you, then the people close to you, and then it goes out in rings. But in that very center circle is you. How would you do? How would you feel? How have you processed this thing, you know, right after it happens? Because that can be really, really hard. And if you're going through that, I'm really, really sorry. And I hope you are able to manage it. and, And I wish you the best. I really do. So, First, assess how are you? Then, how are the people close to you? Well, what's going on? Is is there any danger areas that kind of need to be dealt with? Um, It's hard to to say exactly what those situations are going to be because each one is unique. But if you can figure that, well, You know worst case scenario those are some of my favorite words worst case scenario because once i figure out what the worst case scenario is i can kind of reverse engineer it and go okay anything less than the worst case scenario i'm building it's okay and if it is the worst case scenario i've already assumed for it and i've accounted for it and i've got a plan for it often after the storm is I always say maybe like the day after the Super Bowl when everybody is still one side is not happy about what has happened and the other side and maybe some words were said maybe you know in the heat of the moment. So how do you get over what happens after the heat of the moment cools down? Well, that's where you go out and you get rid of the debris debris is the stuff that doesn't so debris is like you know the empty wrappers of whatever was irritating somebody. You know, you don't want to let that sit. Yes, you know, if, if someone has expressed something or if a lot of stuff is expressed, there's almost like the feeling of the little empty wrappers of it. And if you leave those, if you let that sit, they can kind of fester on. My feeling is, is that a clearing of the air, kind of a a slight debrief. It's like, okay, I just want to know that we're all right, that you've understood me, that I've understood you, and that we clear out any old stuff that's there. So it's like, okay, clear it out. Then, repair. Well, at least repair what you can repair like I said, some things are said and they cannot be unsaid. They can be apologized for, they can be explained, they can be rationalized, but they can't be unsaid. So be very, very, very careful that what you say, especially in those times, and if you create a plan, if you, you know, manage enduring it, then you don't have quite so much that might come out at the last minute or or, need an emotional moment. So, repair what you can. You know, I'm, I was upset when I said that, and I'm really sorry. And what can we do to help make that a okay? And, or maybe it can't be okay. That's where you repair what is possible to repair. Some things are just gonna be no, no, that's, that's, you know, it goes under agree to disagree or Maybe, you know, maybe it's just that's that one little thing in the relationship that gets put in a box, put on the shelf, and it's like, all right, we get it, that's going to be there, and at some point it will fade away, but not right away. And it may mean the end of a relationship, but that would also be part of resolving, you know, in some ways, if if you end something that is not healthy, if you end a relationship that really isn't working, that is a form of repairing. It's repairing each person, each participant. Because if you're fighting to maintain something that really doesn't have enough in it, you know, everything has good points, And everyone has both like shadow. But if it's something that it can't overcome, or it's not healthy, or it's not, it doesn't bring joy, or it's hurtful, then yeah. And, and repair comes when it's like, you know what? You know, let's let's allow our spiritual agreement to be complete. Because that is the sign of a completed spiritual agreement. I think I feel that everybody gets together, there's a spiritual agreement. And that agreement may not be a lifetime. You know, it wasn't a seasonal lifetime. That's the time we spend with people. So maybe it wasn't meant to be forever. But it can end in a very simple way. It can end in a balanced way. So whatever it is that you can repair, then you do. The absolute most important thing is to remember the lessons you learned from the storm. What worked? What didn't? When you were enduring, what was the thing? Oh, man, man, I really should have had this in you know, did you have all the tools you needed to do the repair work? So, as you look at the whole experience, you can study it, learn better, and what that leads to is the next storm that's coming. Because there is another storm coming, that one can be managed better based on what you learned from the last one. And it's a good thing. To think about the storms, to talk about the storms, to talk about how each person resolves difficulties, to talk about okay, we are dynasty politically, and how can we still make this an okay relationship? How can how can we still get together and go only in a group and not have this be weird? So. Wrong with a storm. A storm just means a whole bunch of stuff has changed. There's a, and it's stuff that often is really beyond anybody's control. And it's also not anything anybody gets blamed for. Storms happen both meteor- meteorologically and between people. The, the trick thing is, is just managing the storm. Preparation enduring and recovering and most of all learning, remembering because then that makes the next storm that much easier to manage
1: and the one after
0: that and the one after that. So I wish you the best of luck on all of these storms. And I've got a few going myself and I remind myself storms always pass. The sun always returns. It's always going to be a sunny day again. And then after a while, it's going to be raining again. That's just how life works. It's how we work. It's how the world works. And at some point, after all of the stuff going on, after all of the opposing viewpoints and, and balances and counterpoints and all of that. When it all comes down to it, at the end of it, you're all still a nation. That's gotta figure out a way to work together because if we can't work together, then it's not gonna work. We can do this. We can agree to this degree. We can take a time out and we can survive the story. So thank you. Thank you for joining me and if you would like to uh, support the channel, that would be great. You can like this episode, you can comment and I do like reading the comments, you can subscribe and you can also, if you would like, share the episode if it kind of resonates, if you think it would resonate with someone. And if you do have any questions or comments, or if there's a particular topic that you would like me to cover, uh, please let me know. And you can also sponsor me on Patreon. And there is information for that in the description. So, thank you for joining me. And may all your storms be jealous. And for the big ones, remember you're not alone. I'm Ruby for you. And I know you can do it because we're all in this together. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you. Bye.